And for the love of God, if you're on realtor.ca and you're scrolling and looking for a home to purchase, don't take the list price or the asking price to heart in any way, shape, or form right now. It could be low. It could be high. It could be at market value. That's so true right now. They're all over the place. All over the map. If you're looking for a million-dollar home right now, your search better be from 850 to 1.2. All right, here we go. Hello. Welcome to episode 96 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Today is September 14th, 2020. And I am Ariel Cremendi. He is Adrian Trot. Hello, Welcome. my friend. Episode 96. How are you, buddy? I'm great, thank you. Uh, today is actually back to school day. It's whether, a big day. Whether it's virtually or in class, um, from people in my sphere of influence, it's about a 50-50 split of kids staying at home and doing things virtually or kids going into class and giving it a whirl. Yeah, it's a will. tough decision for people for many reasons. Some people have to send them back because they need to get back to work. Some people don't have to, but they... You know, it's uh, not an easy decision. And the school boards have no idea what's going on either. So it makes it that much more challenging. Yep. I think it's going to be an interesting week for real estate because with those challenges, I think people will push aside for a few days anyways, their, um, their purchase decisions. Although we still do see transactions during those periods of time, like the people that have to yeah. buy or want to buy and the right property comes along. Well, that's what it is, right? I have people not people not long ago that I was working with said, hey, we just want to put things on hold. I think they were getting frustrated with the way the market was. They weren't able to really get anything because of how competitive it was. And they said, we're going to just sit back and wait a week or two. Literally the next day, hey, Adrian, this nice house popped up on the market. Can we go see it? You know, So people see nice houses that intrigue them. They're going to go. I agree. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about coming soon advertising and exclusive listings because we're seeing a lot more of that. We're seeing a lot more of it. And I don't think the public fully understands what's happening or why it's happening. The reason I want to talk about it is last week, I got a couple of messages from buyers that I'm working with that said, hey, we were driving by on X Street and we saw a property that's coming soon. Can you get me some more details? And in my drive, because I literally hopped in the car and I went for a little drive to check it out in person, I came across a home that had an exclusive sign on it. So it's actively being sold, but not to the full market and not on MLS. So it's an exclusive listing. Right. And, um, and that got me thinking, that got me thinking that, well, the market is changing a bit that we're going to see more and more of that stuff. We are seeing more and more of that stuff. And I don't think a lot of people understand why that happens or what is actually happening in those processes. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else that you wanted to add to today's agenda? Not really. It's busy. We've got lots going on. Just this morning, I had somebody call and said they want to list their house. 
So the market's still, there's a lot of signs that um, well, the market look, will continue. You, you look at 308 Trudeau Drive. Yeah. We listed and sold that in less than 24 hours. I want to chat about that, actually. One, it was an interesting strategy that we opted for, um, which is a really important decision when you're listing your house in terms of how, how strategically how to price it and what approach to take with regards to how to and when to accept offers. It's funny you say that because the seller of that property called me a couple of days after it sold and it was late at night or he messaged me late at night. It was like 11 o'clock at night and I was already in bed and I said, okay, let's, let's chat in the morning. And it's not a typical call. I mean, it, it, sometimes you have clients that are, are very, very appreciative. Sometimes clients are appreciative, but don't really acknowledge the extent that they're uh, of how happy they are. But his call to me was, or when I called him back, he's like, um, I just wanted to tell you how much we appreciate all the work you and your team did and how much I appreciate the strategy shift at last minute. Um, because that he believed helped sell the home for. I lost you there for a second. Oh, it says my internet connection is unstable. It's unusual. It's that time of year, my friend. Things are changing. Yes. Anyway, um, he said he believed that the last minute shift in strategy was what um, helped get so many people through in such a short period of time and to get multiple offers still and um, sell over asking. So if you want to talk about that real quick, we we actually had initially planned on listing the home at a lower price than we did. We listed it, we ended up listing it for 918.5. And originally I thought of listing it under $900,000 because it's attractive. It was an attractive home, uh, a lot of nice features to the home. And it's a price point where if you could start the number with an eight, um, would certainly invigorate interest. Oh, and now, just to set the premise of the market over the last couple of months, almost in every almost every listing has been holding offers. Anyways, the nice homes for sure they listed low, hold offers on a specific date and time. Correct. And we were going to utilize a similar approach with this one. Correct, and. You know, that's the key of having your pulse on the market, right? Like if you're into it every day, selling homes every day, multiple offers every day, you know, and with our team, obviously we're, we're fully entrenched. So, so we have our pulse on the market and what I noticed and what we discussed uh, about, and then ultimately had that decision or that discussion with the, with the client was you you have a, a decision to make. Do you price it low and set a date for offer night like everybody else is? Or do you price it at or maybe even slightly above market value and just say, okay, I'm going to market the property at its value and whoever comes along and wants to pay that um, is welcome to do so. 
Or do you find a happy medium, which is what we did, and price it aggressively to... Ever so slightly, though. Ever so slightly. Yeah, I, I think we estimated its current market value at 925 based on the comparables. Um, now, some of the comparables may have sold for slightly higher, but this property is also three homes in from James Snow Parkway on Trudeau Drive. So it's a busy street, lots of traffic, lots of noise. Um, on the other side of James Snow Parkway is the industrial park that's being constructed. Um, so there's a lot of people that won't be interested in that location. Now, on the flip side, it's also just it's two also minutes from location. 401 yeah. uh, and uh, very close to all of the amenities, um, things like Walmart and gas station and so many things in the area, um, good schools, good parks. So, you know, great location, but for some people, it won't be a great location. So we had to factor that in. And, you know, the home is seven years old, so it's not too old. It's new enough. Um, but there's a lot of brand new homes or very new homes, like two, three years old that are on the market. And what we noticed was there were five other homes that this home would compete against that all took the strategy of listing under $900,000 and set an offer presentation date um, to accept offers on. So what we discussed with the seller was, listen, do you want to compete against all of these other homes or do you want to stand out and for a little bit more money, give the opportunity to buyers to bring an offer now? And what we've been hearing and what we've been hearing from our team members is that there are a lot of people that are saying they are getting frustrated with the multiple offer and bidding war nights or bidding nights or offer nights, whatever you want to call them. They're getting frustrated with them. They're getting frustrated with that process. They're getting frustrated with homes that are listed artificially. What I mean by that is you have a home that's worth a million bucks. and Just an it, arbitrary listing price. Right. You might as well list it for a dollar, right? Like if you list a million dollar home for eight ninety nine, um, you know, it's meaningless, totally meaningless. Yes. You're You're putting false expectations and, and the premise from a realtor standpoint and the seller standpoint is that you'll get more activity and you'll get more offers. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. There is a home here in town in uh, Dorset Park that uh, listed artificially low, very nice home, moving ready home with a pool and the whole bit. And uh, they had an extremely high amount of showings in a short period of time an extremely high amount of offers. And, and they did sell um, at what I would believe is probably on the high end of market value. Um, Most definitely. But they, but they listed at a, at a price point where somebody would see the house and if they're uneducated or working with a realtor that's uneducated on the area, they would say, oh, if we can get it for this price or close to it, let's put an offer in and try yeah. So then you get a bunch of people doing that. But anyway, so we listed this home for 918.5. It had 30, roughly 30 showings and within 24 hours, 
we did end up with multiple offers. We got one offer on the night that it was listed, second offer the next morning. They were competing. They revised to improve offers the whole bit. And we ended up selling it firm with no conditions for $940,000, which was above expectations from our sellers. So, um, and, and the buyers should be very happy because the, they weren't competing in a, in a huge bidding war. They, they did get a nice home at a nice price and, and got the home. Oftentimes, you know, it becomes trickier when you're uh, on offer night. So, well, and things so, to consider with when you're holding offers are a few things. Like with that particular case, like you're saying, there's five comparable homes that were holding offers. It's probably a high probability that they were, some of them were holding offers on the same night. So immediately you're forcing people to choose A or B, right? You can't just go put offers on every house and see which one accepts it. Because if you get accepted at two houses, you've just bought two houses. Um, so if there's too many offers being held on the same day, that can be an issue. Um, you have to kind of look at that. So what else is happening in the market? You have to look at how unique is your home. Like if there are that many comparable homes, um, you are competing. So can your house really compete? Does it stand out that much that you are going to draw in more traffic than somebody else? The other thing that's interesting with when you're holding offers on a specific date, because as you were talking, people were getting frustrated with the process. Um, I've had situations I'm noticing lately in some markets, houses selling for less than what we would have expected it to. And buyers saying, oh, I would have paid that for it. But they got into the mindset of, no, it's not really that. I'm not really that interested in it. And I don't want to compete. So all of that taken into consideration, we're going to step back and let it, let it pass. We'll find something else. Um, so it's interesting because I, I do notice some things changing with strategies at this time of year. Well, that played another part in our decision is that what we noticed, there were a number of homes throughout Halton region and Milton specifically that on offer night, they didn't get any offers. Yeah. And, you know, at that point, you totally have to re-strategize. Then the public is scrolling through realtor.ca or, or realtors' websites and saying, hey, I thought this home was accepting offers on Monday. It's now Thursday. Is it available still? And, you know, when they inquire, it's like, yeah, there's, it's still available. So from the public standpoint, in there, in you know, if you're a buyer in your head, are you thinking, okay, that home was listed for eight ninety nine? They were holding off on reviewing offers until Monday. They didn't get any. So does that mean nobody wants to pay eight ninety nine for this house, even though right. it potentially was worth nine forty or nine fifty or whatever? Right. Um, but then you see those homes re-strategizing and going back onto the market, and oftentimes what happens is either they'll reset a new offer night, um, which you better hope you get offers that second time, or it goes back on the market at a more realistic price, more considered towards market value, and, uh, and then they accept offers anytime. And oftentimes when that happens, you end up selling for less than you would have if you had the right strategy from the onset. And you might well, and all even, of a sudden, now you know what their range is. They don't want to be as low as the initial price. Correct. They'd love to be as high as the new price. So right. they've already shown some cards. 
Yeah. And, and potentially a little bit of desperation because now yeah. if you don't sell the second time around, are you, and especially if that seller is committed to another property, then they might be more willing to negotiate than they would have the week prior. So, so it's a very, very interesting time in the marketplace. Uh, there are still a lot of buyers out there in the GTA, um, not a whole lot of um, sellers. Like the the supply ratio is still low, meaning it is a seller's market still. Uh, but you got to be cautious because I think buyers are. Uh, being a little bit more cautious right now doesn't mean anything's happening negatively to prices, but I think there is a bit of stabilization this month that we're going to see, and we have seen. Uh, but I'm going to caution everybody who's listening to this uh, in in real time or in in the month of September is October is going to shift again, right? Because September now is back to school and people figuring shit out, especially with school being pushed back that one week. So now you're talking, you know, it's not after Labor Day, you're now talking mid-September, it's going to push things back a bit, which means homes being listed for sale are getting pushed back a little bit. Because the one thing that we try in time is new properties coming to market, the worst time to do it is around when, when school starts, right? Like you don't want Well, the to... other challenge with it or the other interesting thing with it though is that you have few, less inventory. Correct. So this year this year has been interesting because we've had um, a lot of buyers uh, because of COVID. It's caused a lot of people to really evaluate where they live and what they, uh, whether or not it's suitable and made it push a lot of buyers into the market because they want something different, bigger, smaller, whatever. Uh, so now we still have those buyers um, and, and now with the school year, you have a lot of people doing the whole virtual school, right? So they're, they're doing homeschool, um, with their children. So you're going to have a lot of people now this influx of people into the market to say, wow, this isn't going to work. I need a separate room for my kids to be able to realistically function during the school day so they can focus at school. So now you can have these new buyers come to market over the next couple of weeks That's true. that need a little bit bigger home or a that's little actually bit a configuration. Good, that's actually a good point because, you know, over the last six months, and can you believe now we're six months into working from home? Um, but over that period of time, we've been advocates or um, we've been preaching, I should say, that there's going to be a lot of people out there that recognize their home isn't suitable for their family. Um, so work from home situations. So can you imagine now you have to work we, from home and the kids go to school at home. Right. Right. So I think, uh, I think a lot of people will be finishing their basements for those that haven't finished them. Yeah. And a lot of people will be looking for different types of homes than they're currently in. And uh, maybe a little bit more space, maybe that extra bedroom. So if you have a three bedroom home, now you might be looking for a fourth bedroom. Um, to create that uh, homeschool or home office or, or mixed use uh, type of opportunity in that bedroom. So I think that's a really good point. Yeah. I think, um, you know, and, and I'm kind of contradicting what I'm going to say, what I said by saying it's not a good time to list, or I didn't say it's not a good time. I said, you know, you just have to be uh, strategic, but 
Um, well, and that's what it always comes down to is playing the market to your advantage. So knowing what's going on and how to price, how to strategize. And who your target demographic is too, yeah. right? I mean, as an example, if you're selling a luxury home and I consider luxury, you know, now upwards of 3 million, 4 million, 5 million and up. Um, if you're doing that as an example on the Canada day long weekend, um, the bulk of your audience is in Muskoka swimming and couldn't care less about a new property coming on the market. Um, so, you know, it, it's all about strategy and, and the right demographic who you're targeting, et cetera, et cetera. But you got to be super careful. You know, you got to, you got to make sure that you've got the right eyes and ears on what's happening in the marketplace for that property. And well, so this, this conversation just going, just before you interject, just going back to Trudeau, yeah. Trudeau, Trudeau drive, literally I put the pause on that listing two hours before we were going to list the property. And I said, my gut tells me we need to make a dynamic shift in how we're going to market and advertise this home, which means the price is in need of an adjustment. And so is the strategy. And it was an hour long conversation with the seller, more or less. And we agreed uh, that that would be the right decision. And ultimately, um, it was a fantastic decision because, um, hey, 30 showings in, I think it was 19, 20 hours and firm deal, no conditions, you know, well over asking. Yeah, yeah, we our, know you did a great job. Our Let's move on to the topic. Date. Okay, the topic. Yeah, uh, but this your 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 conversation there leads in nicely to the topic because correct when when you're not hold so the the premise of holding offers is you're giving buyers an opportunity to get through the house. You're getting more people through the house so you can get a a bigger audience to make a decision as to whether or not they want to buy the house. Now, when you're not now holding, now, hang on. Before I know where you're going with the rest of what you're saying when you're not holding offers, and I'll let you continue. But just to elaborate on what you just said, the fear for most sellers is, okay, if we list it and accept offers anytime and it sells in the first day, could we have got more money? And Absolutely. By, by setting the offer presentation date, you're alleviating that fear of the of the seller in that. Yes. Well, we've had sellers where we, you know, first met with them and said, "Oh, you can get let's say five hundred thousand dollars for your house," and they're like, "Well, five hundred thousand dollars? I was expecting four fifty. No, nope, you can get. We can get five hundred thousand. Then you list it, get an offer in a day, five hundred, whatever, or more, then all of a sudden, or more, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Ooh, only five hundred? I'm not sure if that. This, maybe we should wait until after the open houses. Yep. Right. So their whole perception changes, and I get it because you know you think." Did enough people get, did I get a big enough, broad enough audience to ensure we're getting top dollar? Well, and sometimes, um, sometimes we would look at it ourselves and call each other, you and I, and yeah. say, mm, could we have got more? And, yeah. you know, there's, there's, it's, it's, listen, I relate it to going to the casino. You take a hundred or 200 bucks to the casino and you say, okay, if I lose it, I lose it. But if I'm up, Let's say I just sit at the blackjack table with 200 bucks. 
if I'm at 300, <laughs> if I'm at, if, if I'm with, you know, if, if I'm sitting there and I'm at 300 bucks, you know, could I convert that to 350? Could I get well, to I, I agree right? and I like, disagree. I mean, the, unless you're counting cards, the casino's all just chance and odds are against you. But with real estate, at least, you know, we're making educated decisions. So I don't, I don't want to say that we're gambling with people's primary asset, but uh, I no, get where no, you're but going the seller, with that. The seller is gambling with a decision. Yes, yes. The seller is always gambling with their decision. For with, sure. With, well, with, I, with which real estate agent they choose to hire to, to market their property. Well, uh, That's I'll a gamble. A, something, something you said this morning, I won't say the house or anything, but there was a house, I'll use fictitious numbers, but there was a substantial difference in the, there was a number of offers on the property. The highest offer was significantly higher than the accepted offer, tens of thousands of dollars. And the reason they chose the lower offer was because there was no conditions. The other offer uh, for a sig significantly higher amount of money had a finance condition. So they, in essence, gambled and said, well, we're not, we're not going to gamble because we don't have faith that the financing will come together. Even though the number is more attractive, we'll take the lower number and run with it because we're still happy at that. Almost a 7% swing between the offer that was accepted and the highest offer that wasn't accepted because that one had a condition. Okay, yeah. now go back to... Okay, so, uh, yeah, going back to what I was saying. So holding offers gives you a little bit of reassurance you're getting in front of a lot of people. When you're not holding offers and you're accepting offers at any time, there are strategies that we employ to still try to generate multiple offers when we get one, like delaying things, phoning everybody that's been through, et cetera, et cetera. But the reason, and this goes back to the topic of conversation about coming soon properties. The reason we list properties early uh, and, and market them as coming soon, coming to MLS soon, whatever, however you want to say it, or exclusive listings for the first week or so, is because we still want to get in front of as many people as possible. So during that period where we're advertising a home, marketing it as coming soon, the purpose of that is to generate interest so that when we do hit the market, we hit the market running and we've already got at that point probably a dozen people that have registered for updates or more, like two, three, four dozen. We've got real estate agents calling us during that time saying, hey, my client saw this listing on your Facebook ad and they'd like more information. So we've got a pool of people looking. Yeah. Now, uh, but let's, let's talk generally, okay? Because we're not the only ones and you're talking about us and we do things differently. Well, I'm saying, I'm, because, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying why that's effective an effective strategy when you're not holding offers. Well, it, well, it might be an effective strategy if you do it properly, but there are a ton of realtors across Ontario that are using the coming soon, quote unquote. So now the public knows, oh yeah, coming soon properties, coming soon properties. When we started doing it eight years ago or so, nine years ago, probably, um, it was kind of new to the industry. And certainly um, we were one of the, first to really push it hard on Facebook and Facebook ads once Facebook ads got rolling, which was now five, six years ago. Um, but a lot of realtors will Jeez, that's, put... It seems like it was such a long time ago. That's it, eh? Facebook ads launched somewhere around six years ago, something like that. Wow. Maybe seven now. Time flies. Um, um, but there are a lot of realtors that will put the sign in the lawn, put coming soon up there, 
maybe throw a photo somewhere on social, but not really put the grunt behind it, right? Um, so there is a difference there. But let's just talk about, because now the public understands what a coming soon property is or isn't or, or whatever, but let's talk a little bit about why that happens more so than creating a buzz, because you're right about the buzz. Um, so the day that that, pro- and assuming it's coming soon to MLS, right? So if a property is going to be listed next Wednesday on MLS and today is Monday, maybe you get four, five, seven, ten 10 business days of marketing it on social marketing it to your audience of however that might be and on that wednesday that it hits the mls you already have that interest you already have showings you already have people that expressed interest to view the property so to your point you 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 know you hit the ground running you're not going on market and waiting for people to see it people have already seen it and now they want to get in there in person um but for us Going back to our process, that coming soon period of time is when we are preparing the property and staging, photos, video, floor plans, property brochures, uh, 3D tours, social media marketing. Um, there's a ton of things that are happening and for us, it's usually five to seven business days of that coming soon period. And I don't think a lot of people recognize that. Well, so, and one of the challenges we have too during that time um, is a lot of people during that time, we don't always list the price. And the conversation we had earlier about the, the last minute change you had on your property is a good example of why we don't. Because one, we may genuinely not have a definitive answer in terms of what the price will be. And we may not definitively know what our strategy will be. So, um, you know, I can understand from a buyer's perspective how it may be a little bit frustrating not knowing the selling price during that week. But there's reason behind it. The market changes quickly. And until we know, until we push the button to list it, uh, that listing price is a variable that we are not willing to. Oh, people, people on social media probably hate us. In fact, there's, there's a number of people that have commented over the years. Why can't you just list the price? Yeah. Well, to your point, we do no justice to our seller by marketing a price ahead of time, unless it's discussed with them that, and this is leading into now an exclusive listing discussion. Yeah. So what we're seeing now is a lot of homes that are going on the market listed as exclusive. So for those of you that don't know, when somebody lists their property for sale, they have an opportunity with a realtor, they have an opportunity to list it exclusive, which means that brokerage is the only brokerage that will be able to market the property. Or the multiple listing service, the MLS, which means now the public can see it on realtor.ca as an example, and all brokerages are able to cooperate in the potential sale of this property and potentially to help market the property as well. Um, But we're seeing a lot of exclusive signs, and there's been a lot of chat about, oh, I didn't see that home on the MLS. It says exclusive. Why is it listed exclusive? 
So well, and to that, to that point, just quickly, there's some of the terminology is determined um, by the geographically by the board that services the area and That's by true. the municipality, like some Peel region will not allow you to put a coming soon sign on a lawn. Um, certain real estate boards will not allow you to have coming soon signs at properties. You have to do, you have to get creative and have an exclusive listing signed during that period of time. Which is interesting because with an exclusive listing, you have a price. Yes. Um, so th- there is that balance, but when you would want to have an exclusive listing. But you don't have to is, disclose the price. You don't have to. That's right. But it is in the contract. Correct. Um, and you might get inquiries once you start listing it on your website or uh, even putting a sign out front that says exclusive. You're going to get an agent or somebody that's interested and says, oh, it's listed exclusively. How much is it? Yeah. Right. Um, there are situations where you would want to have an exclusive listing. So if you have, as an example, I'm going to be showing a property. Um, it's, it's a very high priced uh, or a high tier of priced property. It's a luxury property. Um, the selling agent must be present for the showings, which we do see on higher priced luxury homes. And it is an MLS listing, but that's very easily the type of listing that could be exclusive because they don't want the public to know that it's for sale or they don't want the public to be able to come in and see it um, if they're not properly qualified, especially. So, you know, homes that are more prestigious um, or right now during COVID, might be somebody that just doesn't want a lot of bodies through the property, right? Um, you're going to debate me on this? I don't know. Well, I'm not debating it's, you. Uh, it's up, it's up, everything's um, up for debate right now, right? But this okay. is happening in the marketplace. There's a lot of coming soon properties being advertised. There's a lot of exclusive listings that not only are they listed exclusively, they are not going to MLS. So even though there are some that, say exclusive, and then they're listed for MLS next week, there's a bunch that are not going to MLS, and that's how they're marketing and strategizing to sell the property. So, and I'll let you talk. So that goes on to the topic of, you know, there's different agents that will market this in their own format, whether they call it secret homes or private homes or coming soon or whatever they call it is is fine, but I never my, understood secret homes. Like, what is this? Why? Why is it a secret? Well, Don't this is my point. Know about it. This is my point, and it goes back to what you're saying about exclusive listings that are not publicly advertised. I I can't get my head wrapped around very many legitimate reasons why you would not want to publicly advertise your home for sale, uh, because the more people you get in front of, the more money you're going to get and the more successful your sale will be. There are a few instances where that is not true. Um, I've heard of one instance where there was somebody stalking the homeowner so they didn't want it listed. I get that. That makes sense. But you limit your audience and um, 
It I'm just, going it, back. I'll, I'll go back to the casino method. Okay. Yeah. You're gambling. Um, but if you have an educated discussion as a realtor, if you have an educated discussion with that seller and you say, Hey, Mr. Seller, you know, Mrs. Seller, this, this home is worth $950,000 all day long on the market. Uh, we might be able to get a little bit more. It might sell for a little bit less, but that's the general vicinity. Let's say you have that discussion and the seller says, well, Ariel, I don't want, um, I don't want all these people coming through my house right now. I'm not comfortable with it. And let me tell you, there's a bunch of people that have purchased brand new homes, new construction homes. They bought them a year or two ago and, you know, pre-COVID where we weren't expecting any of this. And now they have to list their homes for sale and they're not comfortable with this process and, and everything that's going on right now and having to wear PPE and, you know, wipe everything down when you come home or whatever. Um, but you have that educated discussion with them. And if they say, Hey, if we can get nine fifty, we're ecstatic. And if I'm, if I'm their agent saying, yeah, but maybe you can get nine fifty five, maybe you can get nine sixty because this is a desirable home, yada, yada, yada. Um, and all we need is to let the public know about it. We need to let everybody know about it and get as many showings as we can and try and drive the price up to as much as possible. But if they say to you, you know what, if I have, if I can avoid all of that and get 950 or 960, I'd, I'd rather go down that road. And there are people that are going down that road right now. Yeah. I mean, personal decision that they have to make, I suppose. But in most cases, COVID aside, because this is a unique circumstance. So I see the, I see the reason for that, but there are like, there's a, uh, an agent that markets their program as, you know, the, the purpose of it is strictly to connect buyers and sellers off market and to avoid having to go to the market publicly. And I just, I, I feel like there's very, very few instances other than this unique circumstance with COVID um, where it's beneficial to really do that. Um, I think it still should be publicly advertised. Well, even, even by definition, you're... by definition, market value is determined by offering your product to the widest uh, uh, offering available to the public, right? So, did I just that was a redundant statement? I know you're, where you're going with. It. I don't think that's the exact wordage, but <laughs> but yes, but there's another. I mean, there are ways to do it. There was a house we were looking. I was looking at in Cambridge uh, that was across the road from a house that I helped someone buy. And this particular home, they didn't want showings, COVID-related. They didn't want showings, so they listed it for sale, held an offer date, and the offers, like it said in there, offers to be or offer to be accepted, conditional upon buyer viewing. So there are there are creative ways to do it while still getting visibility. Although I think most people now are warming up to the idea, and. I mean, we've not really had any sellers say, no, I can't have people through the house. No, and it's going to be few and far between. But the point is now you are getting a mix of people that have, you know, a mix of emotions, a mix of ideas, a mix of thought processes. And same thing's happening with realtors. And that's why we're seeing, um, you know, different types of listings, different types of strategies. So it's super important right now to make sure that you know what's going on in the market. 
And for the love of God, if you're on realtor.ca and you're scrolling and looking for a home to purchase, don't take the list price or the asking price to heart in any way, shape, or form right now. It could be low. It could be high. It could be at market value. That's so true right now. They're all over the place. All over the map. If you're looking for a million-dollar home right now, your search better be from 850 to 1.2 <laughs> because there's there is a real broad range of what's happening there are homes for sell, that are selling for less than asking price there are homes selling for much more than asking price there are homes that are you know you, you're able to walk into and buy for exactly what they're asking or less so it's it's a real, real, real tough marketplace for for an average person to decipher. Um, can I afford this home? Is it within my budget? And um, that's why you need a professional by your side to kind of walk you through it. And you need somebody that understands the neighborhood, the area. Like if somebody calls me up right now and asks me to list a home in my old neighborhood in Thornhill. I'm going to have to either spend a shit ton of time figuring out the market and what it's doing. And even though I know the neighborhood intimately and, and um, you know, I know, I know the place like the back of my hand, but I don't know what's happening in the marketplace in terms of how many buyers are out there for that type of home, how many people would be interested in, in competing for this type of home, et cetera, et cetera. So you better make sure that you're, you're working with somebody that's, full knowledge, full hands-on of, of the area you're looking to, to buy in. And I'll give credit to a lot of realtors right now. Um, our team is no exception to that. Um, I believe the last six months during this whole period of COVID has forced people, has forced real estate agents to become more knowledgeable on more areas than they're typically used to trading in. So as an example, if somebody was doing a bulk of their business in Mississauga, now they have been forced over the last six months specifically, but maybe over the last year even as, as the dynamics of pricing has changed. Um, so a lot of realtors have been forced to start specializing or become more knowledgeable on other areas than they have been used to. And I think a lot yeah. of realtors have done a great job with that. Well, I noticed a lot um, went out in the Kitchener, um, Cambridge area. We'll see on listing. So for people watching or listening, uh, there's a section on the real estate board uh, for a listing where it says realtor remarks. So these are private remarks behind the scenes uh, that aren't visible on the MLS systems. And many of them will say um, buyer's commission reduced by X amount. if buyer introduced by or shown the house or if buyer's family member shown the house by the listing agent. Um, I'm starting to see that in Milton now uh, in the Halton oh, region. Oh, it's been happening for a little while, yeah. Um, I haven't seen the verbiage like that though. So now we're starting to see, which tells us obviously there's a lot of people uh, coming from out of town, um, which we see, especially when we were doing public open houses, we'd have people coming from Toronto casually out looking at houses without the real estate agent. Um, but now real estate agents are saying, well, I'm getting these phone calls. I'm showing the house to somebody from Toronto. And then that's what pisses later, me off. There's a dynamic problem in that in itself. If you are a realtor and 
because that would exclude. I was going to go that, there. That, that was excluding open houses. Okay. Yeah. The 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 fundamental problem with that, and if you're going to go there, you can elaborate on it. Is as a realtor, if you have that seller's best interest at heart, and you are doing your best to sell that property, I understand you want to show it to people, but you're all of a sudden bringing just random people into the house to show them the house. These are people you haven't sat down with and had a qualification time. Uh, you haven't pre-qualified them. You haven't, you haven't learned anything about them. They haven't learned anything about you. So you're meeting Joe Blow, uh, you know, just some random person off the street to show this house. I don't know what kind of salesmanship that is, but I'm not showing up at our listing and just, letting anybody come through through the property without having no. a consultation with them. No, you're inconveniencing the homeowner, your client. Uh, you're putting yourself and them at risk. You don't, from a safety perspective, you don't know who this 100%. is. hundred percent. You know nothing about them. Uh, you don't know if they're represented. You don't know if they're a serial killer. Like, you know nothing about them. You've spent no time. Uh, nothing. To build rapport, to you educate You probably them don't even yourself. know if the name that they've given you is their real name. That's right. If so, that's why I think it's funny when I see that in listings because you know, shame on the listing agent for not taking the initiative to qualify them. Like, if somebody's not willing to sit down with me for a coffee before we go see a house, I'm not going to show you the house. You know, why would I invest my time and effort and put myself and my client in, at risk um, by showing them a, showing a property to somebody I have no idea who it is if you're not willing to give me? half an hour to an hour of your time beforehand. Yeah. And, so, you know, for years we've gotten calls that somebody has driven past one of our properties that's got a for sale sign or a coming soon sign and calls us and says, oh, I just drove by the house. Can I see the property? Yeah. Well, I'm no, here it's right not, now. It, I have is, to see it. Yeah. Let me just drop everything. Hang on, Mr. Client that I'm currently sitting with and let me just go in and meet some random stranger to let them through one of our listings. Well, the other part of it, this is not a 24-7 open house, right? Like that's the purpose of open houses. That's when you can come through as an unrepresented or a represented person that I've never met in my life. Designated time zone, designated hour. But as a, as a showing, I don't know too many professional realtors that, do a good job that have the time, first of all, to do that to just some random person. And I don't know, as a seller, I would feel pretty uncomfortable if just having some random people through the house that were, wasn't during an open house period of time when it was expected. So no, no, absolutely. And what, it's funny because when we first got in the industry, you know, you're hungry and you're desperate. And you're willing to do whatever it takes. You know, you're afraid to let any opportunity slip through your fingers. So there were times where I would uh, drop what I was doing and help somebody out. And yeah, I would just pass them all on to you because I wasn't <laughs> willing to do it. And, you know, I learned very quickly it was a waste of time. Not once did anything come of it. So, you know, if someone's not willing to give some of their time to you, do not give us an ounce of yours to them. That's a realtor tip that right there. So I, I actually think this podcast is um, applicable to realtors and 
homeowners. Um, so I hope we'll get a little bit of viewership from both both sides of the equation right there. But yeah. just just to summarize, you know, we talked a lot about all kinds of things that are happening in the marketplace right Ooh, now. Apple to Coming unveil soon. iPhone 12 on September 15th. Sorry, are you finally going to upgrade? I am. Are you finally going to up? Because I, I swear to you, I for those of you that don't know, Adrian is still on iPhone seven or eight. Seven, seven plus. Seven. No, I, I never got the eight. It serves me well, and it drives me freaking bonkers, especially when he does Listen. the front-facing camera because there's zero stabilization to it. The image quality sucks. And now you're so far behind, you're going to get the new one. You're going to be like, I don't even know how to work it. <laughs> um, you still have, does, does it even have like the thumb ID? Yeah, it's got a button. It has right. a physical button. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, congrats. When is it coming out? Uh, they're, un- they're unveiling it uh, on the 15th. Like right. Tuesday, something like that. I think Tuesday. Week today. You mean tomorrow? Because today is the 14th. Today is the 14th. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, just to recap, uh, coming coming soon uh, and exclusive listings. You're seeing a lot of them. Um, And that's why, and and if you're looking to move into a very particular neighborhood, drive through every now and then because you will see signs up well before you see them online. Yeah, and oftentimes your agent will be able to get some information, if not the price, um, a lot yeah. of details My on it. My suggestion is take a, take a clear picture of the flag or the sign on the lawn that says coming soon and send that to your agent because that'll have enough information on that. And get the address. And get the address. They can dig in from there. Yeah. yeah. And um, But oftentimes what's happening behind the scenes is the home is getting prepared to hit the MLS and very, very seldomly are there opportunities to buy the home before it hits the MLS because to Adrian's point, they want to market it to the widest audience possible. And it's just a way to get um, get a little bit of traction before that home hits the, the public and give, market. And give these buyers the opportunity to know about it because if you don't do that and it sells within a day, you're going to be pissed off that you didn't get a chance to see it. And no, yeah. during this week, we're not going to tell you the price, not because we're being dicks, but because we don't know. That's right. So I think that wraps up today's podcast, my friend, episode 96 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. If you have any questions about multiple offers, bidding wars, exclusive listings, coming soon listings, you want to chat about it, about strategy as a buyer or a seller. We're always happy to answer your questions, whether you're working with us or not. Um, not intended to solicit as long as they're not, yeah. buyers or sellers <laughs> that are currently under contract. But if Unless, you're not under contract, we're, we're happy to do that. So uh, send us a DM. Say, if you got this far in the podcast, watching, listening, whatever method you happen to be tuning in, make sure you subscribe, like, follow, and comment. Drop your questions in. That's I know, it. You, That's I know you just kind of said that, but I just had to reiterate it. Thank you for listening. Leave us a review. Leave us a comment. We will talk to you and see you next week. Week, week, week. week. <laughs>